Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Mining Stock Daily. Trevor Hall here. Uh, we are going to wrap up the day with a corporate update from Heliostar Metals. Uh, if you like uh, long intervals of really good grade, you are taking notice of their drill results out of the uh, Anapala project, which they recently acquired down in Mexico. Headline hole of two, headline hole 292, 101 meters of 8.3 grams per ton gold. That included over 53 meters of 11 grams per ton gold. Hole 291 had 118 and a half meters of five and a half grams per ton. There was also four meters in there of 48 and a half grams per ton gold. So we're going to get a little bit of a corporate editorial comment from CEO Charles Funk here. Charles, congratulations on these drill results. Job well done. Thank you. They're incredible, aren't they? They are. They are good. Now let's talk, let's talk about before we kind of go into the data here and what these drill holes are showing us and where these drill holes were located and, and all this stuff. Let's get a little context here that this project was known to have this high grade panel in here. It just kind of seems maybe over time the market had forgotten about them. I suppose. Yeah, I think even the owners. So it, it, in, its early, in its early days, in sort of 2010 to 2015, when the discovery was made, um, there was a focus on higher grades. And then there was a view in sort of 2015 to 2019 to turn this into an open pit. And so it's permitted for an open pit mine. The PFS looks at it as an open pit. And when we acquired the asset earlier this year, we thought, you know, the high-grade core is the key to the economics of this asset. Instead of mining a lot of low-grade to get to the high-grade, let's go underground and mine these incredibly wide high-grade zones. And so that was our, our view for the asset when we bought it. And that's what we we're doing with our rescope of the project this year. And the first, these first drill results are the first in that step. Um, they do a lot of de-risking from a geoturk. They'll feed network. But probably most importantly, we think we can grow the amount and potentially the grade of the high-grade panel with these drill results. All right. Talk to me about you know attacking this, this panel here of high-grade. I mean, you knew it was there, obviously. So tell me about where these drill holes specifically were located and targeted. Yeah, so there's two targets from our perspective to grow the high-grade panel. First of all, it's, it's a 250-metre-long by 100-metre-tall by 60-metre-wide body of mineralisation today at about 5.5 grams. But one of the interesting opportunities that came, obviously up-dip and down-dip volume expansion, pretty straightforward. We think we could add up to another 50 metres in each direction. But internally, there's gaps in the drilling where the drill results are really good but the resource model has dropped the grade away from those data points. It's deliberately and conscientiously conservative so that you don't push grade out where you shouldn't. The simple solution is this is a remarkably consistent ore body. So if we were to drill holes in between was our model that we could lift the grade and therefore the ounces in those gaps. And so that's exactly what the most exciting thing from our perspective about these results is they prove that to be an accurate thesis. Hold 291 in particular is a 30% improvement than estimated from the model. So that really supports our view that there is a core ribbon of five to 10 to 15 gram material through the middle of the high grade panel that we think is going to consistently and continuously hang together. Okay. Uh, and it's, it, you're, you're attacking this uh, a little bit different angle than the historic 
holes that you have the data for and tell us about the, you know, that representation of the drill rig and, and, and how it's being put to better your, your data collection here. Yeah. To risk getting in the weeds a bit, there's sort of three different angles. This project's been drilled out with three different mindsets. Um, one's a, a scan contact, um, a, a mineralogical control. Um, the second is a more structural control and when and then the third is just the vertical open pit drilling to fill in the space for the open pit PFS. And as a consequence of that, um, there's areas that are very tightly clustered with a lot of drilling, and then there's these areas of up to 50 metre gaps, uh, which is too wide to do a feasibility study on an underground mine. And so we're just stepping in north to south, the most orthogonal direction that we can get for the most accurate representation of these drill holes. Um, they're about... 60 to 80 percent of the vertical and about 30 to 50 percent of the horizontal if that makes sense because we're drilling a, a rectangular box and so just systematically infilling where we think we can add ounces to the resource is the simple summary of these holes okay very good uh tell us about uh on the ongoing drilling i mean this is the first two holes you as a company have drilled and got assay results how many holes are currently pending and how many holes are you know being planned to be drilled? Yeah, so we're, we're looking at drilling between 16 and 24 holes and about 3,600 metres 3, of drilling. Um, incredibly, a lot of this is shallow. It starts at surface, the deepest holes, 350 metres. We do continually refine that. You know, the consistency of the mineralisation helps guide us here for... For example, that 53-metre intercept at 11 grams per tonne is made up of 57 individual samples. Only one of those 57 samples was less than 2 grams per tonne. It speaks to a remarkably consistent ore body. And so we use those, you know, the results that we're getting to inform and modify the program. But we've got more infill drilling. We've got drilling above the panel and this up and down dip drilling to go. Um, I'm very confident we haven't drilled the best results. You know, we guided that we've drilled six holes currently. Um, the third hole is, is west of, of hole 292 for those who can look at our, I'm sorry, it's west of 291 for those who are looking at the graphics on the press release. Um, it's hit a similarly wide um, zone of strong sulfide mineralization. Um, and now we're moving up to the up dip target. So we have lots more results to come. I think we can consistently deliver, you know, 20 meter plus intervals at, at five to 15 grams per ton, you know, spectacular wide high grade results for underground mining. And I think we're going to continue to outperform the model, which ultimately leads to a bigger resource that's potentially higher grade for the feasibility study. Uh, I want to ask you about testing that down plunge target there. Uh, I'm looking at the cross section here and, um, you know, if we if somehow if if you can pull that up here, that that's wide open here. But there is a, a historical hole that just went straight down, and I'm wondering if you have any insight that you can share with us what that vertical hole showed there in that down plunge growth target, and how you go about targeting that yourself now. Yeah, so there's two pieces to that. So we deliberately make sure that that's in that presentation because there's a you lose the high grade panel when you hit that hole. Um, it's not well understood. You know the nature of that fault is it post mineral and there's more to be found deeper. Is it a core part of the plumbing and there's not more? We don't yet know those questions. In terms of the high grade panel, we know that there's up to a 50 meter gap in there, 
that at these grades you can add a lot of ounces. If that fault's right next to that drill hole, um, you can add a lot and then slightly less as it moves further east. So it needs greater drilling um, to, to add those ounces. In the bigger picture, the high-grade panel is just sort of the first part of Annapola. The resource itself is open to depth, and the previous operator put a 400-meter decline planning to drill, planning to get to the bottom to drill more holes where it's open. Um, potentially finding an offset to the high-grade panels an option. Um, we believe that there's a lot of growth to come from Annapola above and beyond the high-grade panel. That expansion zone deeper is a pretty attractive target to us beyond the high-grade panel. But we've got to deliver on the high-grade panel first, and that's the current focus. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's been interesting to watch this. I'm a shareholder of the company. Uh, it's been a really exciting time. I was really looking forward to seeing these first drill results uh, from you and the team. You know, and then, you know, you, you know, I understand, you know, sometimes the social media chatter is a little bit of a basket case sometimes. But there is this, you know, there is this understanding that high, that high-grade panel was there. And you've got to deliver to the market a not only a, a moving the project forward technically, but also you got to prove to the market that listen, this thing is really this is a real thing. And so there's a little bit of um, I don't know, you know, big show me type of uh, show me a big drill result type of thing going on here. So there's a little bit of technical work. There's a little bit of you know marketing. And how are you balancing all this right now? And, you know, what is your response to, to the market when they're saying, you know, we already knew what is there, show us something new? Yeah, I think if the market knew it was there, we probably wouldn't have been able to buy it for $30 million at the beginning of the year. I think this was a forgotten asset. And what we're doing is a rescope, these drill program. And that's what was key to us with that, that 30% improvement in 291. Um, it's not just drilling a hole for the sake of drilling a hole. Every hole in our program serves a purpose. Um, and most of them are part of resource growth. There's a bit of network drilling and a bit of geotech drilling as well, but, but predominantly it's about resource growth. So when you can outperform a resource model by 30%, you've materially improved that zone of mineralization. And so that's, that's what we're focused on. We'll continue to do that. Um, the nice thing about this zone is it will continue to deliver high-grade results. We don't have to really worry about that side of it because the technical program comes with those nice results. But we're looking to deliver the first underground mine sequence the project's seen. We're looking to deliver the network by the end of the third quarter. We'll have results from now until September that will feed a resource update in November. They're those key technical milestones um, that, that our bigger investors are looking for us to deliver. They'll allow us to do a pre-feasibility study next year. And, and the speed at which we can get into production is quite incredible. I don't know the project in Mexico. That'll be a new gold mine ahead of Anapola. Uh, speaking of Mexico, uh, any thoughts, concerns regarding uh, Mexico mining law changing? That has been a concern and discussion board here recently. Correct. You're, um, you know, the, the changes, and I've talked to a number of different people about this that have come in, are, are broadly negative for the industry. Um, perversely, they make existing projects more valuable, um, especially ones with a permit, an open pit permit like Annapola has. It's the harder permit to get under this regime. Um so I also think you'll see, you know, you're starting to see a lot of legal and constitutional challenges coming to that. So, you know, like every country from the US South that comes with a very um, restrictive mining proposal, typically it waters down over time to something that's more reasonable. Um, we're fortunate that to a large degree we're insulated with the permit status that we have. 
um, but nonetheless, uh, it'd be nicer if the world truly understand, truly understood, or our politicians truly understood the minerals that they need to support the ambitions that they have, and we're a bit more supportive to our sector as a whole. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Charles, let's give you the final word here. I mean, it's a great day, a monumental day, first drill results out of the project. Uh, you start, the the stock traded really high at the open as it's been coming down. It's actually in the red. That's just kind of given the market. I mean, there's some really ugly charts out there. However, I will say if you were holding Heliostar uh, before that halt as this acquisition was getting done, you've practically doubled your equity holding here. So it's been a, one of the few very positive looking charts. But what is the status of uh, junior gold mining and development right now in your mind? Yeah, so not quite the last word. It might be the last paragraph. There's a few comments you made there. Um, but first <laughs> of all, is a perverse pleasure of success. One of our bigger funds, we tripped over one of their key ownership levels. We were too much of their fund. Um, prompted a little bit of selling today. So problem success problems you don't imagine you'll have. Um, on good news, but I think that's contributed to some of the volume. More importantly, lots more results to come. You know, there's going to be more good results, I believe, to come from Annapola, and I think they're going to feed a real resource update. In the bigger picture, you know, gold hasn't captured those those highs that I think really get the animal spirits going. Um, I think gold's at a very strong price, and I think we've re-rated because projects like this will make money in nearly any gold price environment. Um, but you're not seeing that big push into gold equities. So we still say a bit range bound and you have to be a special project to outperform that sort of sideways trend at the moment. Um, I've always taken the view that we've got to win capital in the sector. I've got to convince you, Trevor, to sell something to buy Heliostar. And if 50 metres at 11 doesn't do that, I don't think anything will. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, selfishly, I do remember the reason I got into Heliostar uh, months ago in the last financing you did is because you told me here on this show, uh, when you were a $10 million market cap, you said, if I can't make you money at $10 million market cap, then I shouldn't be here. It's the honest thing to say. Charles, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate that. Uh, and we look forward to catching up with you again here as more drill results come out of Annapolis. Perfect. Thank you, Trevor. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. That's your update from Helio Star Metals, everybody. And that is a wrap here today. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the morning briefing. Have a good evening. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.